this song on my mind. Oh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. It has been singing in my heart for about two hours now. (laughs) I'm going to be reading some things today in this podcast. I'm going to do a little scripture, a couple of websites, and I'm going to come from the, uh, the complete 54 book Apocrypha. There's still much ado in spiritual spaces concerning what's right and what's wrong, do's and don'ts, so forth and so on. But I always say, Everything is interconnected and we're all going to need each other in our respective places. So I don't judge what anyone does and don't do. I don't superimpose my will or beliefs off on other people because it's spiritual treason. And I don't have time for that. The consequences, that is. I believe that everyone has their own calling, their own purpose, their own set of skills, gifts, and talents. And if we all put them together we would make one whole. That's the law of the universe. Everything is interconnected. When you learn, when you have your first spiritual awakening, you understand, because you can see, right, that everything and everyone is interconnected. Everyone's in their place. They're right where they're supposed to be. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. Even if they're doing nothing at all, that's what they're supposed to do. So whatever anyone's belief or practices is, it's none of my business. I will tell you what my belief is and what my practice is. And if you're on a similar page or the same page, that's wonderful. If you're not, I would like to hope that people would uh, go where they're celebrated, right? Be around the people that are like-minded. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. And so it would be best or smarter, rather, if people are just around like-minded people. With Pluto in Aquarius, I'm going to start there. With Pluto in Aquarius, we're going to see over the next 20 years a plethora of changes. And Pluto is going to bring forth, bring out, reveal history that has been hidden. And more and more people are going to realize, recognize, or awaken to who they really are and where they really belong and get into their respective places once and for all. Now, again, this is going to take place over the next 20 years. With Saturn being in Pisces, we get into spirituality, religion, beliefs. And people are going to 
get into their respective places in truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Some people will receive that information divinely or through awakening. Some people will receive that information through history. Some people will receive that information through science. But everyone is still interconnected. And there's going to come a point in time when it's time for us to have our community. All communities are going to come together for one purpose. And everybody's skills, gifts, and talents will be needed. So I'm not going to tell someone whose belief system is different from mine, you're wrong, you're doing it wrong, I'm better than. No. Again, I cannot superimpose my belief system off on someone else that's spiritual treason. And not everybody belongs in the community that I am or I'm in. If you look at Africa, you see that they all have their own tribes. Their own language, their own community, and yet they still come together. So there's still much to do in the, you know, spiritual community with the religious community. The Christians are still being emotionally violent. Um, Prayerfully, that will stop. But you can't make anybody see anything other than what their pastor told them until they have something in their heart that's telling them something is not adding up. What's the missing parts? And then they're going to look for the truth. And they're going to seek out the people who just might know the answer to the many questions that they're going to have on their heart. Before we even had a Bible, we had spirituality. We never needed this Christian indoctrination to begin with because we already knew God. Our ancestors already knew God. Our spiritual practices were stripped away from us. And we were giving given this Christos person. Who's not even Yeshua. And then laws were created that forbade people from practicing their spiritual practice. They were given a group of rules to abide by. And with different eras and and rises and falls of kingdoms and different kings, things were removed, replaced, and added to the Bible. And the things that were removed and added from the Bible were all put there for political reasons. They did not, whoever they is, they did not want people to know their true spiritual practice, their true culture, lineage, and heritage. Because if people knew, they, whoever they are, 
would not be in the position that they were in. Down to this day, they would not be in the positions that they are in. With all of that said, some truths are going to come out from the Vatican about astrology. And it is only then that people will listen. A certain type of a man has to be put in front of a group of people to say, this is the truth. It was hidden. We've always used it. But then we were hypocrites and told y'all it was witchcraft and it was of the devil. And that's a lie. We wanted to guilt y'all. And then we added to the scripture, if somebody slaps you seven times, give them the other cheek so that they could slap you 77 times. That's, that's a farce. We added that there because we kind of figured there would come a day where y'all would rise up and begin to rebel. And we didn't want y'all to do to us what we've done to y'all and your ancestors and your family, which we would absolutely rightfully deserve. But if we guilt you and we use guilt and we use shame, you won't do us the way that we did y'all. It's not until a certain type of man stands up in front of a group of people and say these things that more people would listen. And this is what we're going to see with Pluto in Aquarius, the history that was hidden being revealed. Saturn in Pisces is going to bring out the scientists and and people, you know, like that, who's going to use science to prove God existed, these spiritual practices real, and this is how it works. Dimensions is real. Parallel universes is real. And I'm going to use science to show you and demonstrate excuse me, to you, how it works. Then people will listen. We still have some people that either didn't get the memo or they did believe the memo or they forgot about the memo. From 2020, that said, all of the Christians... The tinfoil hats, the woo-woo, the conspiracy theorists, all of them told the truth and they even gave receipts. And because society um, said what they said and did what they did, which was gaslight everybody and say, don't believe them, it's not uh, fact, it's fiction, these people are not in their right state of mind. Maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's mental health. Don't listen to them. And a lie, a lying wonder would spread trying to debunk true, authentic receipts of others to discredit what they're saying. Excuse me, knowing that they were lying. When they was trying to debunk the truth, they knew that they were lying. They just put it on out there and then they left. While everybody, one group of people is fighting and arguing with the other group of people. Just purposely and strategically uh, uh, causing division for their own benefit. So while people were over there debating and arguing, fussing and fighting, they're passing laws and uh, lining their pockets. The way that the higher-ups, the elites, whomever, control other people is by enacting laws. When people begin to get together and bring lawsuits, okay, 
against whomever, I guarantee you things will change. Have a negative impact on somebody's pockets and they'll stop. They'll stop. So, I want to start with the book of creation. With all of that being said, let me summarize that. With all of that being said, let me summarize it. When the Vatican comes out and says that <coughs> there was never anything witchcrafty about astrology and they were using it the whole time and there's nothing wrong with people using it, people will listen. When scientists come out and prove certain things about spirituality, people will believe it. It's going to be a certain type of man that's going to have to come out and say it. And not until that happens uh, will people then listen. Okay? Okay. The book of creation, chapter 4. I'm going to start at the beginning. The seven double letters, Beth, Gimel, Deleth, Cape, P, Resh, and Ta, each have two sounds associated with them. They are referred to as life, peace, wisdom, riches, grace, fertility, and power. The two sounds of each letter are the hard and the soft, the aspirated and the softened. They are called double because each letter presents a contrast or premutation, thus life and death, peace and war, wisdom and folly, riches and poverty, grace and indignation, fertility and solitude, power and servitude. These seven double letters point out seven localities, above, below, east, west, north, south, and the palace of holiness in the midst of them, sustaining all things. He designed, produced, and combined these seven double letters and formed with them the planets of the world, the days of the week and the gates of the soul, the orifices of perception in man. From these seven he has produced the seven heavens, the seven earths, the seven Sabbaths. For this reason he has loved and blessed the number seven, more than all things under heaven. The two letters produced two houses, three from six, four from twenty-four, five form one hundred and twenty, six form seven hundred and twenty, seven form five thousand and forty, and beyond this their numbers increase so that the mouth can hardly utter them nor the ear hear the number of them. So now behold the stars of our world, the planets which are seven, the sun, Venus, Mercury, moon, Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars. The seven are also the seven days of creation and the seven gateways of the soul of man, the two eyes, the two ears, the mouth, and the two nostrils. Quick insert. In a regular Bible, it talks about how God created the seven days of the week and he created day and night and he was satisfied with what he created and he blessed them. And so here we have the seven main planets from the sun all the way down to Mars that God created these planets and used to represent each day of the week. I will continue. So with the seven are formed the seven heavens, the seven earths, and the seven periods of time. And so has he preferred the number seven above all things under his heaven. He produced Beth and connected it to wisdom. He crowned it, combined and formed with it the moon in the universe, the first day of the week, and the right eye of man. He produced Gimiel and connected it to health. He crowned it, combined and joined with it Mars in the universe, the second day of the week, and the right ear of man. 
He produced Deleth and connected it to fertility. He crowned it, combined, and formed with it the sun in the universe, the third day of the week, and the right nostril of man. He produced Kate Kopf, please pardon me, and connected it to life. He crowned it, combined, and formed with it Venus in the universe, the fourth day of the week, and the left eye of man. He produced P and connected it to power. He crowned it, combined and formed with it Mercury in the universe, the fifth day of the week, and the ear of man. He produced Resh and connected it to peace. He crowned it, combined and formed with it Saturn in the universe, the sixth day of the week, and the left nostril of man. He produced tall and connected it to beauty. He crowned it, combined and formed with it Jupiter in the universe, the seventh day of the week, and the mouth of man. By these seven letters were also made the seven worlds, the seven heavens, the seven earths, seven seas, seven rivers, seven deserts, seven days, seven weeks from Passover to Pentecost, and every seventh year a jubilee. I recently learned that the Bible a certain type of Bible was written specifically for Israel and no one else. The Passover and the Pentecost and the Jubilee is to be celebrated, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> celebrated by the house of Israel. Jewish practices belong to the house of Israel. The people that are over in Egypt and Iran are not the original people. They were never supposed to be there from the beginning. The house of Israel are the original people for places like Egypt and Iran. If you get a map, you'll see that these places are all in the continent of Africa. The Apocrypha Book of Creation, Chapter 5. The twelve simple letters are He, Wa, Zion, Heth, Teth, Yod, Lamed, Nun, Semek, Ayin, Sad, and Quaf. They are the foundations of these twelve properties. Excuse me, sight, hearing, smell, speech, taste, sexual love, work, movement, anger, mirth, imagination, and sleep. These 12 are also allotted to the direction in space, northeast, southeast, the east above, the east below, the north above, the north below, the southwest, the northwest, the west above, the west below, the south above, and the south below. These diverge to infinity and are as the arms of the universe. He designed and combined these 12 simple letters and formed with them the 12 celestial constellations, the 12 signs.
The 12 are also the months of the year. Nisan, Ayar, Savan, Tammuz, Av, Elul, Tishri, Chesvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shavat, and Adar. The 12 are also the 12 organs of living creatures. The two hands, the two feet, the two kidneys, the spleen, the liver, the gall, private parts, stomach, and intestines. He made these, as it were, provinces and arranged them in order of battle for warfare. And God also made one from the region of the other, three mothers and three fathers, and from their issue, fire, air, and water. Three mothers, seven doubles, and twelve simple letters are sounds. This is saying that not only the obvious about astrology signs, but also that God used sound to create. Verse 8, Behold now, these are the 22 letters from which Yah, the Lord of hosts, the living God, the God of Israel, exalted and sublime, the dweller in eternity, formed and established all things, high and holy his name. God produced, he predominant, Aries in the universe, Nisan in the year, and the right foot of man. Now, in the regular Bible, I believe in Leviticus 23, it talks about the first day of spring and the Passover and different festivals are talked about in Leviticus 23. And God gave Nisan. Your version of the Bible should say Nisan as the first day of the year, which marks spring or spring equinox, right? The first day of spring begins in the month of March. And so you've probably seen a lot of people on social media saying, you know, the Jewish New Year started in April, which is wrong. I, I guess they was going with April 1st. That, that's wrong. The first day of spring marked the first day of Aries, which begins in March. Nisan is the astrology sign, Aries. Let us continue. He produced wall, predominant in mind, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Taurus in the universe, Iyar in the year, and the right kidney of man. He produced Zion, predominant in movement, crowned it, combined and formed with a Gemini in the universe, Savan in the year, and the left foot of man. He produced Heth, predominant in sight, crowned it, combined and formed with it, Cancer in the universe, Tammuz in the year, and the right hand of man. He produced Teth, predominant in hearing, crowned it, combined and formed with it, Leo in the universe, Av in the year and the left kidney of man. He produced Yod, predominant in work, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Virgo in the universe, Elul in the year, and the left hand of man. He produced Lamed, predominant in sexual desire, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Libra in the universe, Tishri in the year, 
and the private parts of man. He produced none, predominant in smell, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Scorpio in the universe, Shesvan in the year, and the intestines of man. He produced Samek, predominant in sleep, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Sagittarius in the universe, Kislev in the year, and the stomach of man. He produced Ayan, predominant in anger, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Capricornus in the universe, Tevet in the year, and the liver of man. He produced Sad, predominant in taste, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Aquarius in the year, and the gullet in man. He produced Quaff, predominant in mirth, crowned it, combined, and formed with it Pisces in the universe, Adar in the year, and the spleen of man. It is my own personal opinion that whoever has a church, whoever is supposed to, their calling or the purpose in life is to teach, that they should add the Apocrypha along with the Bible. Because the Apocrypha is the missing books of the Bible. Things that were taken out. And the Bible, the way that it is, leaves everyone with questions. And it causes people to say, this doesn't make any sense at all. The Apocrypha, it fills in those blanks. And it helps people with the truth. And I think more pastors should look into the history of things that are written in the Bible. And they will see for themselves through their own research that there were scriptures that were added for political purposes and removed for political purposes. So there's another thing that is, is always big when it comes to when it comes to doing things right by God. And it's meditation. Now, do some people take things a little bit too far? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like they do with uh any <laughs> anything. They eat too much of this, drink too much of that, go a little bit too far with this. Give an inch to take a mile. Start figure skating. Absolutely. I want to talk about meditation. Because I remember when God first taught me about meditation. He always pointed me back to himself. If I were to meditate, I was supposed to meditate on his word, his prophecies. He taught me to use the scripture to create prayer. Well, not create, but to write prayers down and to turn scriptures into affirmations. I got an affirmation now. Let me see. I'm going to tell you. Isaiah 14 12 through 14 and there's a, a section in there that says glory and eternity touch my shoulders and guide me in the paths of victory that's my affirmation you can create your own affirmation if that's what you want to do God did create you to create he told you to create In the book of Psalms, it says, I've created you to be a little lower than the angels to subdue the earth and everything that is in it. Got to create something in order to subdue anything. Let us go into meditation. 
So this website, I've been using it for several years. And it's openbible.info. Openbible.info. And one hundred, there are 100 Bible verses about meditation. I'm not going to read all 100, but I'll read a few. Psalms 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 119 and 15. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Psalms 104 and 34. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Psalm 63 and 6. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear on my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Genesis 24 and 63. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward the evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. I'm going to find one more. That's not Psalms. Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now I want to go to another website that I've also been using for several years. And the website is gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. And it says, what are some biblical examples of meditation? Now, I'm not going to read this whole article. I'm just going to read a couple of passages, but you could go in and read it for yourself. And it reads, meditation is the act of focusing one's mental energies on a specific topic in an effort to achieve resolution of peace of mind. Biblical meditation narrows the definition to a spiritual exercise focused on scripture. In biblical meditation, a person deliberately quiets the heart and contemplates certain verses, asking, what is this saying to me about my life and situation? Or, what is this saying about God? Biblical meditation can include prayer, Bible memory, and reading. Meditation was common in Bible times, and Joshua 1 and 8 commands it, promising reward for meditating on and obeying Scripture. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. The first biblical example of meditation is found in Genesis 24 and 63. When Isaac went into the fields in the evening to meditate, while there he saw his father's servant returning from Aram, Naharam, with Rebekah, who was soon to be Isaac's bride. The way the Bible records this event hints that meditation was part of Isaac's regular routine. We don't know the exact nature of his meditation that day, but he knew that his father has sent for a wife for him. 
It is likely that Isaac's daily meditations involved prayer for his future bride, concerns about becoming a husband, and gratefulness to God that he would no longer be lonely after the after the death of his mother. See Genesis 24 and 67. So you see, even the Bible talks about meditating daily. Isaac did it as a daily routine. Let us go to the next one. Because this is a big to-do as well. Crystals. Crystals are right. Crystals are wrong. Crystals are this. Crystals are that. When I sought God about crystals, God didn't tell me that crystals were right or wrong. What he did say to me was that he is the one that holds all power. That's what he said. Are crystals, the use of crystals, wrong? I personally don't think so. I think they're helpful, but I don't think they're the end-all, be-all. I know that crystals are formed in the earth. I know that crystals have certain properties and minerals within them that are helpful. Now, will I pull out a crystal before going to God? Absolutely not. Not me. Somebody else will, and that's not for me to judge. What I can do is give people some facts and allow them to critically and logically think for themselves and to make their own decisions. The same way I would want somebody to be understanding of my spiritual belief system and practices, I would want to give them that same measure of respect. Now, I do have some hard no's like child pedophilia, That's a hard no. Breaking one of the Ten Commandments, that's a hard no for me. Can somebody come in and practice what I'm practicing? It depends on who it is. Because it's not for everybody. Again, my belief system is with everybody in their respective places, with their own God-given gifts, talents, and skills. We are all interconnected, and we're all, at some point in time, are going to need to depend on each other or help each other. Because whether the person is from my spirit, they have, whether a person has the same or similar spiritual practice, that I have or they don't. My job is to be hospitable to someone else. Hospitable to the person that's coming to me. Does that mean let them in? Absolutely not. Welcoming, yes. Loving, yes. Give them some bread, yes. But let them in is a hard no. Depends on who it is. Crystals. What crystals are written in the Bible? Amethyst, agate, carnelian, lapis lazuli, emerald, topaz, sapphire. Jasper, beryl, ruby, onyx, turquoise, jason, chalcedony, I don't know how to say that one, a garnet, um, a saradox, and a peridot. 
What do they mean in the Bible? And this is from Wikipedia, from Deuteronomy 27, 1 through 8. The 12 stones, 12 or standing stones, was a common form of marking a spectacular religious event in the days of kingdom of Judah before the time of King Josiah. Let's go to BibleStudyTools.com. Exodus 28, 15-30. Make the breastplate for decision-making as creatively as you make the ephod. Make it out of gold, violet, purple, and bright red yarn and out of fine linen yarn. Fold it in half so that it's nine inches square. Fasten four rows of precious stones on it. The first row put red quartz, topaz, and emerald. The second row put turquoise, sapphire, and crystal. In the third row put jacinth, agate, and amethyst. In the fourth row put beryl, onyx, and gray quartz. Mount them in gold settings. The stones correspond to the 12 sons of Israel by name, each stone engraved like a signet ring with the name of the one of the 12 tribes. We'll skip down to verse 30. Put the Urim and Thummim into the breastplate for decision making. They too will be over Aaron's heart when he comes into the Lord's presence. And this way, whenever he's in the Lord's presence, Aaron will always be carrying over his heart the means for determining the Lord's decisions for the Israelites. Say what now? You put 12 crystals in the breastplate and then put a Urim in the Thummim, uh, and behind the, the, the breastplate over the heart of Aaron and use it for who? The Israelites? I don't say whether crystals are bad or good. I'm just giving you some information so that you can Read it for yourself and critically and logically think for yourself and draw your own conclusion. I will never superimpose my beliefs or my will off on anyone. If you can relate to my type of spiritual enlightenment and, and awakening and what God has taught me, that's wonderful. Press that subscribe button. Press that follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and you will be notified. And may you learn much and glean much and be spiritually full from this impartation. Let us go to another part. Knowing BibleKnowingJesus.com Exodus 28 and 18, the second row, ruby, sapphire, and crystal. Job 28 and 18, don't even bother to mention coral and crystal wisdom. is more valuable than a bag of rubies. Ezekiel 1 and 22, and the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the color of the terrible crystal stretched forth over the heads above. Revelation 4 and 6, and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne there were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. GodQuestions.org Besides being beautiful mineral structures, crystals are used 
in the practice of crystal healing and pseudoscience that purports to heal various ailments. According to crystal healers, the careful placing of crystals on a patient's body is supposed to line up with or stimulate the body's chakras and promote healing. Some also believe the crystals have an inherent power that can be harnessed and used to their benefit. Some crystals ward off evil spirits or bad energy and thus bring good luck. Crystals are sometimes used in feng shui in the belief that they emanate good vibrations. Crystals that absorb too much bad energy in the process of protecting a home must be cleansed to reset the vibrations. Crystals are different types are mentioned in the Bible a few times. The Bible mentions rubies, Proverbs 8 and 11, sapphires, lamentations 4 and 7, and topaz, Job 28 and 19, for example. The breastplate worn by the Levitical high priest contained 12 stones, each engraved with the name of a tribe of Israel. The first row was carnelian, chrysolite, and beryl. The second row was turquoise, lapis lazuli, and emerald. The third row, jacinth, agate, and amethyst. The fourth row was topaz, onyx, and jasper. They were mounted in gold settings, Exodus 39, 10 through 13. The river flowing from the heavenly throne is as clear as crystal, Revelation 22 and 1. The area before the throne is something like a sea of glass, clear crystal, Revelation 4 and 6. And spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked something like a vault, sparkling like crystal and awesome, Ezekiel 1 and 22. Need I go on? The more people prey on things for themselves and look into things for themselves, the more they will begin to recognize that they had been deceived or they never had the proper information from the very beginning. Be prayerful, be diligent, be vigilant, and always put God first. I thank you for spending about an hour with me. Don't forget to press that follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. You can also find me on TikTok, on YouTube, on uh, Pinterest, if you have Pinterest, and my blog, all titled The T-H-E Caribbean Astrology. Until next time, you guys, shalom.